KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Why won't you die already? Why won't you die already? I'm going to kill you. Not before I kill you. Welcome back to another episode of listener-supported KPBS Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm Beth Accomando, and for Halloween, I wanted to give you a special treat, and we are presenting a Halloween double dare, and I have Michael Miserani here who has written two short horror plays that we are going to have performed for Cinema Junkie podcast. This is a really fun, unique opportunity and Michael, I want to ask you about writing horror because one of the things I love about you is the fact that you are one of those people in an audience for a horror movie who screams and jumps and covers their eyes. And it is so much fun to sit next to you <laughs> watching a film. So Michael, how did you first get interested in horror? I think the first horror film I remember seeing was Frankenstein and then Dracula and, and the it's the old ones, it's the 30s and 40s. My first horror movie I saw in a theater was Halloween. And that scared the bejesus out of me. I must have jumped a mile every time and the shape came onto screen. And then from there, I just got more, more involved and more involved and more involved and it became, it's jumping and being scared, but in the safety of a theater. So it's like you jump and then you laugh and you jump and you laugh and that just became a way to go and release tension, especially being a gay teen, you just go and watch and release, you know, and laugh and release, release tension, that is. And I love the fact that even though you've been watching horror films for decades, you still get that visceral response to these films, even today. I do, and, and you would think I would know the tropes by now, and I think I do, but I think part of the fun is, is knowing the trope, and then going, oh, and they did that trope, or, or they did a different version of that trope, but I still scream. You're right, I still get shocked. I don't know why, I just do, and yeah, and, I, and she's right, I'm a jumper. What led you to write horror? You are predominantly a dancer and a choreographer, and you decided to start writing, I think, was your first play that you wrote for Fringe? Yeah, um, I took a class at the Old Globe, it was a workshop, and I wrote a 10 minute play, and um, and it sat on the shelf for maybe two years. And then the Fringe start, started up here in San Diego. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should take this play out and do it. But it really wasn't long enough. So I asked two other people to write plays and they did. And we um, put it under the, 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 the umbrella of be Bedrooms and Boyfriends. And that premiered at Fringe. And your first foray into writing was predominantly, it was comedy. And now you've turned to horror. So what made you decide to go in that direction with your writing? Well, I've always loved horror. And I thought, what a great way to pay homage to that by writing a play. And, and then I thought, well, what if I write three plays? One, two, three. And you came up with the great name of a trilogy. I'm like, I don't, you know, I'll borrow that. I wrote a trilogy and is more like a psychological drama there's some violence in it and blood in it. Um, the second one has a little bit more um, violence and blood. And the third one is really bloody and really violent and really is about the tropes of the genre and how we can change the tropes and how those changes can change how we look at it. 
So for the first of our Halloween Double Dare plays, we have one that leans a little bit towards comedy, and this is Johnny and Babs versus the Apocalypse. So what led you to write this? Uh, well, this is my statement on what I see going on in the world right now. And so I thought, how do I write about that? And I remembered that the granddaddy of zombie films, Night of the Living Dead, is not only a zombie film, but a statement about the social unrest in the 60s. And so here we are 50 years later and we still have this, this unrest. And so I took that, that genre of zombie films, a plague as we have it, and how these two char characters respond I don't want to give a lot away about it, but yeah, it's it's basically, that, and you'll hear like full on lines from, from, from the film in the play. So Michael, introduce us to the cast of Johnny and Babs versus the Apocalypse. Oh yeah, great cast. Uh, Johnny's played by Mark Caro. Johnny is jocular and fun and loves to um, tease Babs a lot. And Babs is played by Sydney Joyner. And Babs is, has a potty mouth, is a little politically incorrect, but is a lot of fun. And David um, Janish, whose voice I love, and you'll hear that again, does the stage directions. All right, and since you mentioned potty mouth and politically incorrect, I just wanna warn people that this is for mature audiences, so you have been warned. We set this up as calling this the Halloween Double Dare, and so we urge you to set the mood properly when you listen to this. Maybe wait till midnight, turn out the lights, and put some headphones on, and take a listen to the first of our Halloween Double Dare, which is Johnny and Babs versus the Apocalypse. Johnny Romaro jogs through the front door. He is dressed in running shorts and t-shirt. He jogs to a box, takes out a bottle of water, opens it and drinks. Ah, uh, that's the stuff. Who is it? Who do you think, your black soul sister? You don't have to say black soul sister, it's redundant. Blah, 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 just open the fucking door. How'd you get here so fast? Were you skulking in the hallway? I wasn't skulking, I was lurking. Now open the fucking door. Either way, I'm not ready. Can you come back later? Don't sing the sound of music. I hate the sound of music. My heart wants to sing every song. It is. You sound like you're being murdered. Glass houses, Johnny, glass houses. Whew, you're right. I know, I was just about heading to the shower. Not before we celebrate. And what are we celebrating? COVID, COVID don't, don't you know. know. <laughs> Ready for the unveiling? Of course. One, two, Wakanda! Johnny pulls down one side of his shorts to reveal a Band-Aid on his buttock. Barbara pulls up her sleeve to reveal a Band-Aid on her arm. I'm three days in. Me too. It hurt like hell. Oh, me too. I couldn't sit for two days. You know you didn't have to get the vaccination on your ass. I know, but Dr. Derek was super cute and I wanted him to know I was available. Mm. What? It was called a jumpoline until you bounced on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll bounce on Dr. Derek anytime. You're 
such a slut. Don't be mean. Sorry, just making an observation. Babs, we got the vaccine. That's the important thing. It's like 2020 was an S&M bondage scene and we finally have the safe word. <laughs> you stink. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. No, I mean, you literally stink. You reek. You should go get cleaned up. I said I was going to go shower. Take a whore's bath. Our reservation is at eight. Jesus, you're bossy. Hurry up. And don't call me Jesus. Where's the rest of your stuff? Just the bedroom stuff came today and the couch. The rest comes in tomorrow. Oh. Where's Rob? Rob who? Rob your husband, dummy. He's not coming. Why? Because he has the table manners of Jeffrey Dahmer. Yikes. Ooh, was that politically incorrect since you're gay and everything? I know your humor is slightly off. It's fine. Oh, speaking of slightly off, mom wants you to call her. Oh my god, mom, I like dick. Get over it. It's not about your penchant for penis. Oh. Then what? <laughs> like she would tell me, I kept your gayness a secret, so now I'm on her shit list. I rank somewhere between Satan and Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Is she talking to you yet? If you consider grunts and disappointed sighs as talking, then yes. So what do you think? I clean up nice, right? Ooh, look at you! I know. You are one handsome, sexy man. If I wasn't your sister, I'd be all up into that. You need mental help. <laughs> Where are we going tonight? Oh, to that cute little Italian restaurant called Martinelli's. It just reopened. It's uber gay. I've been there a few times before. It smells like an armpit, but the food is good. We went there for Darby's birthday last year. She wanted to go there, but I don't know why. She's not a lesbian. Or at least, I don't think she's a lesbian. Who's Darby? You know Darby. I work with her. You met her at Ian and Craig's wedding last March. Oh, Darby. The one with all the eczema. Yep, eczema. Hey, do you think I should ask her if she's a lesbian? No. Why not? It's not an insult. I didn't say it was an insult. It's just none of your business. I doubt she's a lesbian. Why do you say that? Lesbians don't have eczema. Stop. And she has really long fingernails. Stop! Oh my god, Babs! <laughs> sorry, sorry! Anyway, we call her Darb the Carb. She loves spaghetti, ziti, linguine, eats it all the time. The annoying thing is she never gains an ounce. I've been on a fucking diet since I was 11 and she's a goddamn Q-tip with eyes. Skinny bitch. Hey, is there anything I can nosh on? There's some non-fat, sugar-free, low-cal yogurt in the fridge. Uh-huh. Don't be a butt. And I don't even like her that much, but everyone else, they just adore her. Who? Darb! Darb the Carb! Isn't Darb great? Isn't Darb pretty? It's like a fucking Callista Flockhart fan club. Then why'd you go? I told you, I work with her. It was her birthday, I had to make an appearance, say my hellos and goodbyes, watch her blow out the goddamn candles, you know, stupid shit like that. Oh. You're eating. Why are you eating? I'm not eating, I'm snacking. You're not snacking, you're grazing. You sound like a cow. <laughs> Should I cut it out? <laughs> Humor really doesn't work for you. What's that? It's my phone, Einstein. Are they ready for us at the restaurant? Um, no, it's a news alert. Since when do you watch the news? COVID vaccine proves harmful to some. <laughs> what? That's stupid, let me look. 
From the directors of Operation Warp Speed, attention, 39% of individuals who receive the COVID vaccine are exhibiting unexpected side effects. These side effects are usually experienced within two hours after the inoculation, and at this point, the severity of the side effects are unknown, but include venomous interjections from the mouth and uncontrollable and off-key chanting. Babs, I, I can't breathe. I, I can't. In most instances, death has occurred. In these instances, onlookers have stated that the dead are returning to life and seeking human victims and consuming their flesh. First eyewitness accounts of this grisly development came from people who were incoherent and understandably frightened. Johnny rises from behind the couch in a stupor. He stumbles slowly towards Barbara. Brains, brains. Shut up, Johnny, this is important. Officials and news personnel first discounted these eyewitness descriptions as being beyond belief, but now believe these accounts to be true. They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> oh, that wasn't funny. Oh, please, it was fucking hilarious. This is serious, Johnny. It sounds like an article from The Onion. It's not from The Onion, it's from a very reliable source. Uh, let me guess, Fox News? Uh, do you want me to puke? Then who? The View. <laughs> like, I so care what Meghan McCain thinks. It's from Whoopi. It's from Whoopi? Oh my god. But we're okay, right? Yes, we're three days clear, we're good. Shit, who's that knocking at the door? It's a safe bet it's not Bob Dylan. Who is it? Who is it? Look to the people. I'm not looking through the people. You look through the people. It's your goddamn apartment. Fine. Oh my god. What? It's terrible. What? What do you see? A mob of dead-eyed, blonde-haired white people. Jesus, let me look. Oh my god, so many dead-eyed, blonde-haired white people. It's like a scene out of Village of the Damned or The Bachelor. Wait a minute. That's Darb the Carb, that bitch. What is she doing out there? Let me see. Which one is she? Look for the eczema. What the hell? There's more of them now. I feel like I'm at a Jimmy Buffett concert. It's a cavalcade of Karens. Who is it? An update from Whoopi. Individuals exhibiting these unexpected homicidal tendencies did not receive the vaccine via inoculation, but consumed the oral Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid? I didn't drink the Kool-Aid. Did you drink the Kool-Aid? No, I got it right in the ass. Like olives, platters, olives, platters, all lives matter. Shit. I'm calling the cops. Right. Wait, really? Don't worry, I'll tell them I'm a white girl in trouble. Good idea, they'll be here in five minutes. Oh no, my phone just died. Mine too. What the fuck? What are we gonna do? Fight! Fight? I can't fight! It's either fight or become Barb Tartar. Uh, okay, I'll fight. Here. A meat tenderizer? Who do I look like? Rachel Ray? It's all I got. It'll work. You just have to take a few good swings. Oh, yeah. Getting ready to tenderize some proud boys on the ass. <laughs> wow, nice knives. Get ready to slice and dice. <laughs> Aren't you glad I took those classes at Benihana? Time for some zombie fillets. Are you ready? Fuck 
no, but do we have a choice? On three. Okay. Thank you for being such a great sister. One. Thank you for being such a great little brother. Two. I love you. I love you more. Wakanda! Come on, Babs! Keep up! I'm try- I'm trying! That skinny bitch Darby bit me! Where? Like, right on my boob! I guess that answers the lesbian question. Let me take a look. I'm not showing you my boob. It'll be fine. Whatever. I need to rest. Can we stop for a minute? Yeah, but only for a minute. You were pretty amazing. So were you. I forgot what a badass you can be. Johnny, do you think this is the end of the world? I hope not. I have a date with Dr. Derek tomorrow. Again, slut. Yeah, probably. Hey, do you think Mom's okay? Mom, old Ironside, she'll be fine. <laughs> she hates it when you call her that. Oh, I know. I hope Rob's okay. Doesn't he have like 8,000 guns? Yes, but he also has the aim of Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Yikes. Wanna go find him? You read my mind, little brother. Let's roll. Hey, what's that? I don't know, stay back. Oh, oh my God, it's the cops! Over here, we're over here, we're over here! Babs, wait, don't run towards them! Johnny falls to his knees and then collapses on the ground. Barbara stands motionless. She tries to scream, but nothing comes out. All right, you were just listening to Johnny and Babs versus the Apocalypse, written by Michael Miserini. Now we're ready for the second of our two plays in our Halloween Double Dare. And this one is called Die Already, which the title alone is sounds like it's referencing some tropes. So what are you looking at in the horror genre in this particular play? It definitely is. Yeah, if you ever seen a Friday the 13th or Halloween or probably any other fright film, um, the killer never tends to stay dead. And so I'm sort of mining that trope a little bit times three. And this play also allows you to reveal some of your very snarky humor. Yeah, I'm, yeah, a lot of snarky humor. <laughs> yeah, I think um, humor tends to put people at ease and then you can scare them really good. So, so if they're laughing, oh, that's funny, that's funny. And then you're like, bam. A killer. Oh, and they jump. Maybe that's why I jump. I get involved in the comedy and then I'm not ready and I get scared and I jump. And just for anybody who's not familiar with your plays, language is also a little extreme. So you have been warned in advance. Yes, language. Yeah, especially in this one. And there's some dialogue too, which may be like, oh, 
you might have to pop open a dictionary or something, but yeah, language especially, yeah, language. So introduce us to the cast for this one. Sure. Tyler Lloyd is Brannigan. He's naive. Um, he doesn't have a lot of experience. There's Chase, played by Quincy Bazin, who is seductive, but mm, intrinsically evil. There's Jordan, who's played by Kevin Fan. Oh, there's, of course, Gary, played by C.J. Lewis. And then David Janish will read the stage directions because his voice is so booming. All right, so now get ready for the final play of our Halloween Double Dare, and this is Die Already. Ah, oh, cripes, what hit me last night? Oh, my head. Brannigan looks over at the sleeping body next to him. <laughs> oh, Brannigan, you stud. Oh, I gotta call Gary. Where's my... Oh, there it is. He dials. Gary, 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 it's me. Yeah, I did it. I hooked up with that couple. You dared me. Actually, you double dog dared me and I did it. I don't know their names. I mean, I, mean, I probably know their names, but I just don't remember. Yeah, every, everything's a little foggy. One of them is still in bed. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little sore. It's been a while. No, I didn't do DP. At least I think I didn't. Call you later, Gary. I, I will. I, I said I will. Hello? Oh, poop. And my phone is dead. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Stop going off. Stop going off. What the? How do you turn this stupid thing off? Quiet! He's sleeping! Damn, what was his name? I don't remember his name. Did he tell me his name? Brannigan spies a wallet on the nightstand. Sweet! Let's see who I slept with last night. Vaughn's card, wellness card, 24-hour fitness membership, Club San Diego, aha, ID. Jordan Winters. Jordan Winters? Who the hell is that? He sets the wallet on the nightstand and slowly and quietly climbs on the bed. Chase McGarren enters. Brannigan is just about to pull back the sheet on the sleeping body when... Good morning. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, holy moly, oh my God, you scared me. I have that effect on people. Yeah, well, oh, are you Jordan? No, I'm Chase. Sleeping Beauty over there is Jordan. Oh, got it. He slept through his alarm, so you might want to wake him. He doesn't have any place to be. Uh, by the way, you were great last night. Really? <laughs> oh, well, thanks. <laughs> Everything's a little fuzzy in my head. I, I don't remember a lot. I didn't think I drank that much, but I guess I did. Chase kisses Brannigan and then smiles seductively. You were great. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it's the first time I did, you know, did two of you, I mean did two people at the same time together, in, in a bed together. <laughs> uh, Jordan and I don't do this very often. Always some kind of complication. Threesomes are twice the sex and six times the baggage, as they say. They actually say that? Oh, jeez. Wow, I, I'm sorry. I, I hope I didn't cause any problems. Of course not. No, you were very uh, enthusiastic. And Jordan and I have a very stable marriage. Oh, you two are married? You don't look married. Looks can be deceiving, Brannigan. 
sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. You, you two just don't act married, that's all. Oh? And how do married people act? Oh man, that came out wrong. My parents are just really old. They've been married for a long time and they're still all gooey and stuff, always together. I tell them they're joined at the arthritic hip. <laughs> uh, sorry. So what you're saying is that Jordan and I aren't gooey and stuff. No, I'm sure you are, but last night you just weren't. Hmm? I thought your memory was fuzzy. What exactly do you remember? Oh, okay. Well, I remember coming here to your place. Lots of bars on the windows and doors, by the way. <laughs> and then we came in. I thought you were really nice and hot. I thought the same about you. Oh, and you liked my haircut. I remember that, too. I had just gotten it cut, and you said it made me look like Zac Efron. <laughs> I did, and it does. And you brought me this really nice drink, fruity drink. I don't remember what it was called, but it was fruity. Like me, I guess. <laughs> Always a little fruity. <laughs> and then I remember you put your hands on my waist and we danced. I guess not really danced, but more like swayed. I was never a very good dancer. Two broken left feet. And then you pulled me in tight, like you're doing now. I could feel your breath on my neck, your fingertips on my back. And then you whispered to me. What did I say? Chase kisses Brannigan again, passionately and violently. They break. Oh man, that was good. What did I say? Oh, yeah. You said, you asked, do you want to go on an adventure? And did you? Well, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> that you are. Oh, and then I felt someone behind me, pressed against me, their hands wrapped around my chest. It must have been Jordan. And then, well, that's when it goes all fuzzy. <clears throat> so, you don't remember what happened after that? Not really. But my ass is pretty sore, so it must have been good. Are you sure, Bran, again? Just stop yelling at me. And yes, I'm sure. I mean, bits and pieces, I guess, but not really. Oh my god, what is wrong with you? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> well, it really doesn't matter what you remember. I don't even know why I asked. Why are you acting so weird? Am I? Huh. Well, maybe I'm still a little hungover. Me too. That was a strong drink you gave me last night. Was it? Yeah, one sip and I was gone. What was in it, Chase? I'm not normally that much of a lightweight. The drink? Oh, you know, little vodka, fruit juice, triple sec, the huge. Did you drug me, Chase? Chase puts his hands on Brannigan's face. What? No. Never. Chase digs in his nails and violently scrapes them down Brannigan's face. Ah, goddammit! Are you nuts? What is wrong with you? You drew blood, you stupid jerk! What the hell? Let go of me! Let go of me, you whack job! Stop it! Chase puts Brannigan's hands on his torso, presses hard, and scrapes them down his chest. Ah! Jesus fucking Christ! Shit, 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 motherfuck! Jordan! He's nuts! Wake up! Help me! Get up! Please get up! Get- Brannigan pulls his hands away from Jordan. They are covered in blood. <laughs> You're wasting your breath. Jordan's dead. Oh my god! Oh my god! Brannigan rushes towards the door. Don't bother. It's locked. Brannigan turns to Chase, who pulls a baseball bat from under the bed. What are you doing? Are you crazy? I'm not crazy. You're crazy. I'm just defending myself. Ah! 
He raises the bat and runs towards Brannigan. Brannigan darts out of the way. Would you stand still so I can kill you? Kill me? What? Why? No, I'm not going to stand still so you can kill me. Chase raises the bat and runs towards Brannigan. Brannigan cold cocks him. He falls to the floor with a thud. Ow, 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 ow. Brannigan heads for the door. Damn it, the key. Brannigan slowly walks towards Chase, double-checking that he is really unconscious. He bends down and starts to put his hand in Chase's pants. As he does, Jordan's bloody hand grabs Brannigan's arm tightly. Ah, horse crap! Oh my god, Jordan! You're not dead! He wants everything. The house, the business, the money. He tried to kill me. He stabbed me. It hurt like hell. What? Brannigan, he wants you to take the fall. He wants you dead. He wants you dead. No kidding, I know, he's freaking Michael Myers. Brannigan? Yeah? Behind you. During their conversation, Chase has gotten to his feet, wielding the bat. Brannigan turns, grabs the bat. He pushes Brannigan to the ground. Chase holds the bat at his throat. Not making this easy. Get off of me! No way. This is the perfect plan if you would just die already! You're trying to frame me! <laughs> like Whistler's mother. You're not going to get away with this. Who are you fucking kidding? It's brilliant. We fuck you, and you have some sort of psychosexual bipolar split and you snap! You kill Jordan, and then you try to kill me. I find a bat and bash your face in. There's enough DNA under your nails and up your ass to make it believable. And I'll be a very convincing survivor. Jordan's not dead. What? Behind you. Jordan cold cocks him. He falls to the floor with a thud. Take that, you cocksucker. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. What about you? Yowza, do you know there's a knife sticking out of you? Yeah, I noticed. I need you to pull it out. Oh, no way. Just pull it out. I'll put pressure on it with Chase's shirt. Oh, God damn it, that fucking hurts. Oh, that was disgusting. No shit. Now let's get out of here. But let me help you. Do you have a phone? It's dead. Is Chase? I don't think so. Let's get out of here. Can you help me walk? Yeah, sure. Lean on me. Wait, do you have the key? No. We'll have to get Chase's. What? You're kidding me, right? Do I look like I'm kidding you? Oh, horse crap. Brannigan slowly crosses to the other side of the bed. Oh, this is not good. What? He's gone. What do you mean he's gone? Look under the bed. Oh, man. Brannigan gets on all fours and looks under the bed. Uh-oh. He's not there. Chase emerges from behind the bed, bat in hand. Brannigan, look out. <laughs> The knife! Grab the knife! You prick! Oh my god, gosh darn it! Holy Moses! Is he dead? This time, I would say yes. But I'm not gonna check, so if you wanna go check, be my guest. Jordan limps over to the nightstand, opens it, and pulls out a gun. What are you doing? Chase actually didn't have a bad idea. Getting a patsy like you to take the fall for my murder was ingenious, albeit a little too gruesome for my taste. But hey, whatever works. You're nuts! Both you and Chase are batshit crazy! Birds of a feather, I guess. You won't get away with this. You won't get away with this? I don't know about that. Chase set it up nicely. And with your fingerprints on the knife, it won't be a hard sell. And then I'll get everything. 
Thank God I could grab a gun and shoot you before you got... Rannigan grabs for the gun. Get off of me! Give me the gun! Fuck off! You prick. Dumbass alarm. The key! Rannigan approaches Chase's body cautiously. He slowly bends down, and just as he is about to retrieve the key... Holy Mary, mother of God, Jesus! Okay, Bran. You can do this. You almost got it. Gary? Thank God you're here! How did you find me? Did you ping me? You're all right. Barely all right, nearly all right. It's been a nightmare. I can't believe you're still alive. I know, I should be dead. Yes, you should be. Can't you do anything right? Shut up. That little shithead stabbed me. Get up. Gary, what's going on? You know this psycho? Yes, I know this psycho. I've been fucking this psycho. You set me up? You're such an idiot. I double dog dared you, and I know you can never turn down a double dog dare. We've been planning this for weeks, and it should have gone off without a hitch, but for some reason, you just won't die. Is Jordan dead? Yeah, the dickweed here shot him. Good, then we have just one loose end to deal with. Rannigan grabs the gun off the bed. Yeah, and this dickweed wants the key to that door. He's got a hard on for that key. <laughs> Oh, Brannigan, we're not going to give you the key. I think I need a hospital. Shut up! Give me the gun, Brannigan. Give me the key, or I'll blow your freaking head off. No, you won't. I know you. You might be mad at me now, but you won't kill me. Well, maybe, maybe not. You won't. Or I could just let Chase bleed to death. He's dead, Jordan's dead, and you get nothing. Yeah. I like that idea. I hate that idea. Shut up. I need a doctor, Gary. I said shut the fuck up. Just sit there and bleed. Let me handle this. All right, you win. Chase, give me your key. Like hell I will. Give me the fucking key or I'll kill you myself. Fine. Here you go. Take it. Throw it on the bed. Sure. Don't follow me. I wouldn't think of it. What are you doing? Don't talk to me, you idiot. You had one job, one job to make sure he was dead. I don't even know why I give you the time of day. Because I'm rich and you're a size queen? He knocked a tooth out. You might want to stick a chiclet in there. He kneels down and grabs the bat. Now. I'll just sneak down the stairs and bash his head in myself. How? You gave him the key. We're stuck in here. I gave him your key. I still have mine, you idiot. And just about now, he should be realizing the doors and windows are all locked. And <laughs> he's too much of a fathead to squeeze between those bars. Take my phone. As soon as I give you the all clear, dial 911. <laughs> I can't believe I have to do your dirty work. Hey, I killed Jordan. You said Brannigan killed Jordan. Gary, behind you! No one killed Jordan. Jordan's still alive. Why aren't you dead? Why aren't you? You killed Gary! And you're next. Why won't you die already? Why won't you die already? I'm gonna kill you. Not before I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brannigan looks around at all the dead bodies. Holy moly! Brannigan grabs Gary's phone from Chase's hand and dials. It rings. What's my emergency? I just had the fucking three-way from fucking hell. Dumbass alarm. And you were just listening to Die Already by Michael Miserani. And I want to thank Michael very much for having written these two plays and allowed me to put them on as part of Cinema Junkies Halloween Double Dare podcast. So thank you very much, Michael. Thank you, Beth. Thanks for listening to another episode of the KPBS Cinema Junkie podcast. Till our next film fix, I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.